five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. We're done. We're tired of it. Time to go out digital marketing for what it call out for what it is a black hole for businesses sucking in everyone's money think about it they take credit they take credit for every kind of marketing someone typing the name of your company into Google does not make it a digital lead there are millions of these manipulators out there go ahead Search for yourself. Digital marketing experts, over 10 million <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> Laughable. We're all with proprietary algorithms. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they don't know what they're selling and neither do you. You're basically paying a business, not building a brand, not building one. SEO is snake oil. It doesn't work. It's down 48% from last year. I'd like to know where that number comes from. There's a little test. Take your phone, pull up Google, insert your business and industry and add near me. What do you see? Yelp, Angie's List, Home Advisor. They're taking your money. Buying leads does not buy you a brand. You need to focus on creating and keeping customers. 75% of revenue comes from existing customers. Brand building builds a business. Yeah, he shows Coca-Cola, McDonald's that lasts a lifetime. Connect with your customer. Meet them at their door. Best postcards. That's from Andrew Ettinger. Now that's what we need around here. We need somebody to take the gloves off. Dang it. I feel like I'm fighting alone out here in the landscape and calling out the lies of digital. I've been doing it for 25 years. Thank you, Andrew Ettinger. Thank you so much, Best Postcards. The best printer in America because he's taking people out of digital. He's taking the money from digital. He's taking the theft and putting it to good use. He's the Robin Hood of marketing. He's the only one fighting the battle. Way to go, Andrew. Way to go. And if you're not following Andrew Ettinger on LinkedIn, you better. Because he's the clearest voice I've heard yet calling out digital. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, okay. Now let's get over here. Okay, first I posted this yesterday. Bar smells. <laughs> Miller light candles, rekindling memories of times you were lit. <laughs> Some people say, ah, the smell of a bar. You know, since they banned smoking in everywhere, pretty much, I miss the secondhand smoke. It's terrible, I know. My wife thinks I'm nuts, but there's something to that. Smell, I have to say, touch connects with your brain really well, more than visual, but smell, boom. You know, smell and taste, you you get one good taste of Brussels sprouts and you may never touch them again. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they've got three varieties, game day, which is salted peanut, jalapeno, and cracked leather. That sounds like a good one. I like that one. 
beer garden, which is green moss, warm pretzel. Warm pretzel sounds good. Cracked wood and sunscreen. Ah, that seems odd. I don't think I like that one. Dive bar, musk, tobacco, pine, and yeast. I don't know. But proceeds go to the United States Bartenders Guild for their emergency charity fund. So go. I don't know where you get these. I'm guessing Miller.com or something. It doesn't have a response device in the article. (laughs) No QR code. Okay, here's a problem that we all face in direct mail. Recruitment is the number one issue. How do you find new press workers? I have a friend, supporter of the Wisconsin DMA, who pretty much had to close his doors for COVID because he lost his pressman. I was a small printer, you know, but still, in, I love this statistic. In 2016, 36% of our workforce was aged 51 to 61. So now, tw- now five years later, 36% will be five years older. Anyway, you can take this article for what it's worth. But basically it says, how come no one's going in this when it's such a great industry, right? And I jumped over to IWCO. As direct response returns, IWCO expands creative and analytics practices and expects business to go up. But you might want to note in this article, in 2020, overall mail volumes for the IWCO direct were down too. And they were down 26%. But we think they're going to go back up is what they say in here. I'm surprised marketers didn't capitalize on direct mail. You know why? Because we're not fighting the digital. We're just talking about, oh, mail. Do informed delivery. Then you can have mail plus delivery plus digital so you don't need to go to the mailbox and find out what's in there. Oh, that's brilliant. And that's what the Postal Service pushes every day. And if you're from the Postal Service... Listen up. You're hurting mail. You're costing jobs. You're destroying your own business. Stop talking about informed delivery. The only people I know who like it are people who are worried about lawsuits and and, and that their spouse or their ex-spouse is shredding their mail. The big issue, it says, that direct mailers have is secular weakness. I have no idea what that is, but here's the mail volumes... (laughs) For the last like 15 or 20 years okay it peaked in 2013 and oh yeah iwco that's just an anomaly in 2020 2020 is projected to go down like crazy you know this isn't to zero i don't think no it's not to zero but a lot that's about 25 percent or something okay what a surprise gee whiz we got we got 15 years of decline and no one wants to go into printing. So here comes the unintended consequences. The biggest benefit of return to the office. This is a really interesting article by Helen Edwards. Okay, Helen says, one thing about human endeavor is that we, (laughs) things happen we didn't intend, right? Like the Suez Canal is in the, news but what about the Aswan Dam the Aswan Dam stopped the flooding in the in the Egyptian Delta this is some of the most fertile farmland that that has existed on the planet been fertile for thousands of years because the floods come every year and dump new fresh soil on the land Aswan Dam stopped that 
what a great idea. All of a sudden, the delta is eroding. All kinds of issues with that. Plus, the dam, because of all that soil that comes down the river, is, is filling in way faster than expected. Turns out, you need the flood to flush out the old water. Oh, yeah. There's, you know, I've got books on this stuff. Unintended consequences is the story of human existence. We underestimate or we overestimate our power of agency. We think there's a lever that we can flick that will only have good consequences. Most of the time, the unintended consequences outweigh the true consequences about double. And they're almost always negative. And usually there's a government in, char in charge. I highly recommend the third section of Gulliver's Travels, written in the mid-1600s. And it talks about the government engineers coming in to fix the guy's uh, water mill that was grinding wheat, you know, with the water wheel going around. He says, yeah, they were convinced that if you got it just right, they could get water to go up an incline, and which is kind of true with capillary action, I got to say. But they can get the water to flow basically higher and give the, wind, the water mill more power. It's in Gulliver's Travels. So the first year they said, well, we need a little more money to study this. The second year they said, well, we're pretty sure this is going to work, but we haven't got it yet. And so we're going to go on to a different project. And so they took his perfectly good water mill and turned it into a piece of junk. <laughs> and those were the government engineers. Doesn't that sound familiar? Anyway, what could possibly go wrong? So, guess what? There's this commission that was studied, and they were trying to figure out what, what does going to the office get you? What good is going to the office? What makes working at the office superior to working from home? It's a lot more work to go to work. It could, you, can, you can trademark that if you want. Uh, okay, so 400 years ago, when the office was created, probably in somewhere like Venice, which would be a good place to keep written records uh, intact uh, and to keep check on the workforce, you know. And uh, that's also how the school bell was invented. A friend of mine did his master's thesis on the school bell. I think it was invented in Iowa to get the kids to work to the next break. That was a factory worker training program. Okay, we should do that for print, the pressmen. Anyway, so... They said that it was about chance encounters. It was interesting because I had queued up a, an article from Yahoo about, about lawn care, but um, it didn't really have much in it. Uh, chance encounters. What, I went to Yahoo uh, headquarters a couple of years ago, and um, they had all these common spaces, you know. And I quit working at a place when they put in the cubicles. And, and told us the benefit of all the common spaces. So you could work in this little cage, kids in cages. You could work in this cage, and then every now and then you could come out and walk around <laughs> and hope that something beautiful would happen. Okay, so is that really what Roy Southern points out? You could have a better time in a bar, as we pointed out earlier with the bar smells. Okay. And now in cubicles, many wear headphones and they communicate via messaging platforms. So it's no different than being at home because you're just texting everybody anyway. Okay, those water cooler conversations are, it's more like a, collab, a corporate daydream than a working reality. Yes, I, I believe that's true. But here's what where the real benefit is. The benefits of rivalry. 
Another less celebrated unintended consequence of office work is ambition, invention, and outperformance. <laughs> Raw competition. Envy. David Ogilvy talks about how you give one guy a, a potted plant, you know, give him the rubber tree plant in his office, even if it's fake, and everybody will wonder what's going on. <laughs> so true. The office environment that Zoom does not provide is lines of sight to the other teams, their comings, goings, successes, and threats. Why are they getting more resources than we do, right? Why aren't they commu suddenly communicating? They must be on to something. They must have a secret. <laughs> they even when uh, even when somebody tries to stay under the radar. Others will notice the attempts at secrecy and will not stay inert. That group is on to something. We're going to have to raise our game right now. The point of offices was never to promote internal competition, but put a few hundred people into the same space working to secure their fair share of resources. And an undercurrent of interdepartmental and interpersonal rivalry is one of the outcomes you will get. So which column does it go into? The unintended consequences of office-based work, debit or credit. Competition is never something that feels comfortable. This is hugely important today. But the sensation of a rival's hot breath, those footsteps right behind you, is the ultimate spur to go all out for the finish line. What powers improvements is marketplace competition. And it's time we take the gloves off and start bare knuckles on digital marketing. And the good news is, most of the people who are selling it can find better jobs if they actually understood what they were selling. It's been a scam. It only started in 2009. That's 12 years that we've been putting up with the trumpet or the siren call of digital marketing. I'm so sick of it. Prove to me it works. <clears throat> find me a case study. Find me a good, solid case study with print versus digital. Print will win. Print always wins. Print beats mass media. Print always wins. Direct mail wins. This is what I wrote to Jackie Stracco. I said, we need to be building case studies. We need to do, to do it well. We need to do what Royal Mail did with the Direct Marketing Institute and get some real experts before they die. Our workforce is getting old. You better hurry up. You young kids who went through your entire marketing and MBA training without one lecture on mail. Competition doesn't just exist between corporations, but inside them. And we have a cultural problem in direct mail that we're better and we're afraid to compete. And the post office's informed delivery is the worst example where they decided to cave in. Now, never mind. In order to use it, you have to do mail. You think anybody's going to do mail so they can get in on informed delivery and get some postal discounts? No. Maybe some mailers will, but you're not going to burst the bubble of digital with that. And in fact, as my style consultant says, oh, you've made... Real mail, just like email. 
Now I don't have to look at it. My goodness. So we should be the first to celebrate competition as a thrilling counterweight to the more dutiful qualities of teamwork and collaboration. And the logical consequence of all that is we should be the first ones back. We should be the first ones in and thank everybody. Thank Andrew Ettinger. Go over to his post today. That video was on his on his feed. He posted it. Go over there. Give him a like. Give him an attaboy. Share it. Got it? And you can like and share this too. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye. Have a great day.